Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to another Empire Podcast interview special. The Wicker Man turns 50 this year, and to celebrate, Studio Canal are re-releasing the final cut version of Robin Hardy and Anthony Schaefer's seminal folk horror movie, remastered in glorious 4K, in cinemas on one day only, this Wednesday, June 21st. Summer Solstice, Lord Summer Isle himself would approve. Of the major cast members, sadly, Edward Woodward, Christopher Lee, Diane Salento and Ingrid Pitt have all passed on. Only the legendary Britt Eklund is still with us, and what a force of nature she remains. As I discovered when I sat down with her in London about six weeks ago to talk about The Wicker Man and her relationship with it. Because as Nancy Mayers might say, it's complicated. For years, if you were to bring up The Wicker Man to Eklund, chances are... She'd have emulated Woodward Sergeant Howie and yelled, Oh God! Oh Christ! Oh Jesus Christ! at the mere mention of its name. Eklund's performance as Willow, the seductive pub landlord's daughter, is one of the film's most memorable, but she suffered the ignominy of being doubled not once, but twice, with her dialogue, Scottish accent and all, dubbed by Annie Ross, and her body doubled, one of the film's most famous scenes by, as legend has it, a local exotic dancer. And she wasn't particularly happy about that, uh, or indeed her treatment by the film's director, Robin Hardy. But, as I discovered in this fun interview, Eklund, now aged 80, would you believe, has indeed come to terms with all of that, and has much to say about The Wicker Man, and its place in a fascinating career that is still going strong, and includes Liss, Get Carter, and the man with the golden gun to name but three. Come, it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Enjoy. We are delighted to be joined on the Empire Podcast by the legendary Britt Eklund. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good, good. Apart from the weather, of course. Well, I'm used to it now. From Los Angeles to Sweden to London, it's the same grey, grey, overcast, cold, slightly rainy, but that's okay. That's okay. We deal with it. We roll yeah. with the punches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, you're in town at the moment, but you were, you were at a big uh, celebration of the Wicker Man, which is incredibly 50 years old this year. How does that make you feel, first of all, Britt? Oh, it's, I was more shocked that my son told me Mom, I'm going to be 50 in June. <laughs> and then I realized, of course, yes, the wicked man would be 52. Because you were pregnant with because your son. Because I was pregnant, yeah. Wow. Um, it's, you know, the, the thing which I realized today with the wicked man is that it, it kind of never aged. Yeah. Because there's nothing in it to age four, you know. But people kind of look like that today if they are doing those kind of rituals and so um, it's it's just me that has changed. I'm the only one that has aged. Not that much. I have to, I have to say, you're looking very well. Well, I'm, listen, I'm the only one left, so uh, you have to say that. Well, I, I don't have to say that. I do not have to say that. I'm, not, I'm under no contractual obligation to say that whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but is it? I, I know that it's a movie that you've had a somewhat troubled relationship over oh, the yes. years. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, very troubled. It. it it um, was a, a kind of sort of difficult time in my life anyway, because I lived in London and 
the father of my unborn son that I haven't discovered I was with yet, mm. uh, lived in LA, Lou Adler. Then when I discover that I'm pregnant and then I have to be up there wandering around the moors and wander and wander, because the film is basically one long procession yeah. with a lot of drumming. <laughs> and it was funny actually last night at the screening in, here in London um, I'm sitting there like on first row because I'm going to go up and, and talk yeah. and I, suddenly I hear this dun, 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 and I'm thinking oh and suddenly there's a, <laughs> a Chris <laughs> Christopher Lee lookalike a tall man with long black wig literally right next to me and I'm, Wow. And, you know, a lot of memories came back. Not all good, but um, yeah. I th I th today I'm, I'm, uh, I've kind of made, made up with my younger self. And uh, it, it is uh, quite an extraordinary film. It is. I mean, you mustn't have expected this to have lasted as long to be. This is one of the films that of of your career. This is one of the films that people will always talk about. And at the time, when it came out, it wasn't treated very well by the by the, the studio that made it, by British Lion. It wasn't distributed very well. It wasn't received critically that well either. Um, but it's become this classic, this, this enduring classic. And that must well, have surprised you. I don't think any of us, um, you know, people say, oh, you know, how did you get the film? And what did you think? And you know, treating it intellectually. And I said, well, you know, my agent just called me and said, I have this script. It's in Scotland. There's not a lot of money in it. It's a low-budget film. But, you know, I'm an actress. And sometimes you do low-budget and other times you do a, a James Bond. Yes. <laughs> so um, I just said yes. And and then I, I, I was sort of stranded on the moor for whatever, six, seven weeks, however long the shoot was, yeah. in, in a time where we should really be inside looking at the fire. Because it was October, uh, September, October, October November? No, October, yeah. November, yeah. not September, October. Wow. So from that point of view, and, and it, was, it wasn't the film where you really could kind of hang out with each other because... I think we stayed in a hotel called the George, right? Yeah, which was slightly outside of Newton Stewart and outside of our location. Uh, so it's not that you could just wander out and walk down the main street of Newton Stewart. It, yes, uh, you were isolated. Yeah, and it was very much a film where each person took care of themselves. There was no community spirit. I know, for example, that uh, Edward Woodward kept himself to himself oh, yes. at the time. Uh, and Christopher Lee. Okay. Um, and so um, I made friends with Diane Cilanto. Yeah. Um, we became very good friends during the film. And, um, of course, Ingrid Pitt was the queen of Hammer. Um, so I believe that they had wanted her in my role, and I believe that she wanted that role. I don't know why they chose me because, I mean, I, ha I was an established actress, but 
you know, they choose me and then they take my voice away. So yes. um, that's a bit of a mystery. I did do my own, <clears throat> my own um, Scottish accent at one point, and that should be a, a real somewhere with my my interpretation of I'd love to how hear it. Willow spoke. Well, I'm sure that's Barry Dunneys, the M1. That's the thing, not, yeah. Not the M3. Probably driven past it <laughs> <laughs> dozens of times. There's Brit's voice. Yes, that's my voice on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think th there was lots of things going against me. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that, but I, saying that, t I think today it doesn't really do any good to anyone for me to look back look back in anger of course um so so you know i've i've dealt with it and i go on and I, yes it's uh, i took my younger son to see it when it came out in 2014 that's about but right yeah 10 I years ago i don't know if yeah. this i didn't see the version last night because uh, but I don't know if it's the same film. I believe it is. I believe it is. This is the the final cut, as they as they say. But it's and been remastered that was the same and... in twenty fourteen. Then yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, there is one which there is one uh, clip that I have seen on uh, on YouTube, which I really liked, and that's um, me in the window and Christopher Lee and Mark Lester outside, and him saying, you know, go do you. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> whatever you want to do with Willow, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. and yeah. you you make sure that you do it, you know. And I don't know what I was cut out um, because it wasn't in any. Yeah, was it in twenty fourteen? It was in the twenty fourteen version. Was it, it was, really? Yeah, because yeah. I've only ever, I think maybe in my head, yeah. I only ever seen it on on YouTube. I love that little scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. And the thing is that before that clip, which is it must be before. Because I did James Bond after I I did a film with Mark Lester called Night Hair Child. Okay, yeah. And so I knew him. Mm -hmm. I'd worked with him, right. which was strange. Yes. I'm glad that's in there. Okay, absolutely. That. So for a while, it was you, Mark Lester, you and Christopher Lee. You were just making movies with each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It was just us, no one else. <laughs> just, just, just you, no one yeah. else. Uh, I have to say, I think it's, I think it's wonderful that you have kind of reconciled yourself with with the movie uh, over the years, given given what happened. Uh, I can't imagine it would be easy to have. I, I don't know when you knew, for example. That you were being voice doubled. I think you knew you were being body doubled, but not voice no, doubled. I, I, I mean, I didn't even know that. I, I had the day off. See, there were problems in the production. They had financial problems, and also, Robin Hardy had heart problems. Right. So there was problem with insurance for him. I remember these things vaguely, um, and so maybe they just shot exterior one day and didn't need me. So I went down to London with the way, on the night train right? and went to the doctor and, you know, had to confirm that I was pregnant. And then when I came back up, um, I'm told, you know, that, that they shot this scene yesterday. And, but no one said before I left that this is what we're doing. So that was kind of a shock. And I never really knew that they were replacing me with Annie Ross for 
until the film came out. Until and, you thought, wow. And I never really saw the film when it came out because I was pregnant. Yeah. And by the time the film came out, um, I, I was, I don't know if it came out like in the following fall. Do you remember when the film came out? It came out, it came out in 1973, but I can't remember no, exactly. I, know that, I, can, I can't remember exactly when. my son was born yeah. in June, 73. Yeah. So, uh, and then I, you know, I went back to LA and um, uh, so I, I, I never really saw the film. Yeah. Until I, I believe 2014, but I could be wrong. So, yeah, it was a huge shock. Really, really huge. It must have felt, you know, horrifying for you to, well, if you, to have your performance taken away from you. Of in, course in it is. An aspect of your performance. Of course. And if you look at the, at the sort of that scene, if you look at me knocking on the walls and singing softly and looking nice and smiley and da 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 da, and then you suddenly cut back to this violent <laughs> yes. uh, butt shaking, <laughs> uh, and and then back to this soft, you you know who who thought that you could put the back side like this and the front side like this. Uh, to me, it was quite shocking when I see it. I said, I mean, there's no matching of the movements no. or, or you know, whether it's a naked body or not, it should kind of slightly match. But The movements should match, yeah. This they was don't. a hardcore gyrating bottom. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, th there's so many rumors, who is this bottom? And they say, well, it's a stripper. And I would go with a stripper because no normal body double would use such violent movements as she did. Now, nowadays, it's all the rage. People are... People, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Hardcore gyrating bottoms oh, as yeah. far as the eye can see, Britt. Everywhere. I want to ask about the, the end of the film. I want to ask about the, the Wicker Man itself. Uh, you're freezing cold. You're outside in Scotland. It's October, but it must have been one hell of a sight as well. Once once you saw the the, the finished thing, it was. You know, we 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 really weren't around the wicked man that much. You know, because we were always a procession. We were processing when they through the town through the street. when the town and when they did the sword thing and they cut. You know, they're going to cut the fool's head off and and the Morris dances and all that. And then there was another procession when we were walking towards the cliffs to look for Rowan in the cage in there. And then, you know, there's another procession when we walk to see him burn. So we, we really never saw the Wicked Man because the Wicked Man was built in one place and we were in another place. So when we finally went out there and saw it, it was absolutely awe-inspiring. It made the Eiffel Tower look like a, a toothpick, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, because it, it was so big and wide. Do, do you know what I mean? It yes. was like, it wasn't like just a, a scrawny bit of hay and twigs. It was just wide, with wide arms and legs and the head thing. And then, you know, they had put animals in there, but no animal was ever burnt or yes or injured in any, in any way, but you heard the noises of these animals in there. Yes. And then you see, you see Edward Woodward in there, um, you know, not necessarily 
whilst we're shooting, but, you know, form of rehearsal. And it was just, it was, it was awesome, but also very, very scary, very horrifying. I mean, are they really going to do this? Mm. And then eventually, you know, there are the men with the things to set it on fire. And that was, you know, a one take job. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's... in The Man with the Golden Gun when when James Bond and the Texas sheriff drives over this bridge and the car has to do, you know, one or two swivels yeah. and land on the other side. Once, one, you couldn't do it again, basically. <laughs> um, so it, it was very... Um, it was it was very scary the whole thing very kind of um you felt very small mm. it's it's one of the greatest endings of all time not just in in horror quote unquote but in in any film yeah, but you know that we i didn't know i was doing a horror film <laughs> i don't think there was too much singing for it to well, be a horror film <laughs> i i th i think maybe i should have known because ingrid pitt and Christopher Lee was in it, <laughs> uh, but you know, I I I didn't really know Hammer films as such. You know, I'm I've never been a fan of horror. Uh -huh. I never watch horror films, um, so I was just doing a film in the Scottish Highlands, and that was it. Yes, um, with a strange ending. So yeah, I mean. It was very peculiar. The whole thing was very peculiar. Very peculiar indeed. And uh, I've got to go in a second, Britt, but uh, I, I said to you just before we sat down that I, I met you briefly a few years ago when you came to the Empire Awards. Uh, when I, I believe you were presenting an award to Roger or no, to, to Christopher, Christopher, Lee. To Christopher, yes, because we had the they were, we, we had Roger and we had Christopher Lee at, at various things as well. So. Did you speak? Did you keep in contact with Christopher Lee over the years? Well, the interesting thing is that, of course, during The Wicked Man, mm -hmm. very private man, yes. no joking or joisting or anything like that. Uh, he was the complete opposite to Roger Moore. Um, and the same during James Bond. So um, when I finally, in the very early 90s, uh, give him the Empire Award, which mm -hmm. I presented to him, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting at the same table, we became best friends. And, you know, we talked about the wicked man. I said, God, you must have got so much money. And no, he said, no, I didn't. I, um, because, you know, none of us got money. So we figured someone got the money and he didn't either. Um, and it was like, I think that he had gotten rid of that hammer coat. He had like a hammer coat on him, yes. which he wanted to throw many, many years. And I think The Wicked Man was the first of films in the road to get rid of that. And once he was, you know, an actor, I think he felt very comfortable and easy and life was different because um, he didn't like to be the King of Hammer. No. That was not his um, destiny. And, and of course it wasn't because he was a wonderful actor. And very clever, and he was married to Dane. You yeah. know, we Scandinavians, we've got to stay together. Just stick together. <laughs> <laughs> he was a fascinating man. I mean, he was you know, served and, in World War Two, and he was an opera singer. Opera singer, and he was a relative of um, Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming, yeah. yeah, of course. Friends with Tolkien. I know. Incredible. I know. 
I just thought, wow, you know. No, no, he was. He, he was a very interesting man. And it's a shame that we, in a way, that in the 70s, and we were so wrapped up in our careers and what we did and our images and that we couldn't kind of go, tell me, you know. Yeah. But we, we did in the 90s. We, we were able to open up. You got there in the end, which, yeah, is, which I is nice. I did. And what about yourself, Britt? You, you said there that uh, Christopher Lee wanted to kind of, he had this this cloak of hammer on him and he wanted to throw that off. Mm. If, did you find in your career you had a similar cloak that you wanted to throw off? And No, no. Um, you know, I know my limitations as an actress. I, I um, the 60s and the 70s, of course, was a very good period. Mm -hmm. And then because I wasn't in that mold anymore, other actresses took over, and then I went to other formats, theater, TV, et cetera, yes. et cetera. And I wrote books and did videos. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, not everyone is destined to be a, a Maggie Smith or, you know, someone like that. Sure, it, sure. It, there has to be actors that are not the most fabulous and fantastic because otherwise, we are all incredibly incredible. There's no difference between people. So, you know, I, I, I knew where I belonged and I stayed within that. And uh, I've done um, most of the things that I can do well. Yeah. I'm a perfectionist, so my life is very traumatic, as you have to understand. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the truth is that if you're a perfectionist, you never achieve your goal ever. You're never happy. And no, and you always strive. Um, and people say, "Oh, you look so good." I said, "Yeah, yeah." You know, <laughs> it took a little while. <laughs> it took a little time. <laughs> you know, but now it's it's been good, and um, hopefully there's a, a little bit left that Absolutely. I can give. Yeah. So, so what what is in the future for you? Um, nothing. You know, nothing that. I feel this minute that I can talk about. I hate about actors say, well, you know, I have this really incredible thing. I'm sorry, we can't talk about it. Yes. Okay, <laughs> then keep your mouth shut. Believe me, I hate that too, Britt. When, yeah, when, no, when I ask no, that question. No, it's, so, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm just, Brexit mm -hmm. and COVID, not necessarily in that order, but certainly together, did a lot to um, to take my career away because I, I was touring in a play and it was a role that suited me to a T. Mm -hmm. And um, I was meant to do a year and it just... So oh. that kind of made me a little bit depressed last year, but I'm okay now. I'm looking forward to more exciting things. Well, fingers crossed. I'm sorry to hear that, but fingers crossed for the future that everything clicks into place for you. I hope so. Uh, and obviously, as a perfectionist, Brit, do you want to do this interview again? <laughs> no, you'll just cut here and there, right? <laughs> I'll just cut here. All good. All cut good. a little bit there and there. And oh, you, yeah. You can add a bit of... <laughs> <laughs> so that you get the perfect interview. I'll add some drums. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Get them That'd in there. That'd be lovely. That'd be amazing. Brit Eklund, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Britt Eklund, and very good company she was too. 
And that's it for this podcast interview special. The Wicker Man 50th anniversary edition is out in cinemas for one day only, June 21st, folks. If you listen to this after June 21st, well, sorry, you've missed the boat. However, it should be out on home entertainment, DVD, Blu-ray, etc. later on in the year. Right, that's enough for me. It is time to say goodbye. I can hear all kinds of dancing and singing outside and I'm going to check it out. Hang on. Can you smell smoke? (laughs) Hmm. Sure it's nothing to worry about. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.